Good day, everyone. It's Lee the Appraiser for another episode of Amazing Appraising here in our brand new gallery, APR 57. And today we have a very, very interesting show for you today. We're going to be talking a little about what's been going on this week in the collectibles market. We're going to start off by talking, uh, by the way, we have, I think, a very, very interesting guest, been with us before, and hopefully he'll be with us again, Mr. Abe. Uh, we call him Abe Schamberg and call him Mr. Abe. So he's a gentleman who has a lot of interesting stories to tell. He has a background in art and collectibles, so he's going to be sharing some of that. We're going to be pulling some information out of him, some of the interesting people that he's met over the years, and his career as both a comedy writer, a lawyer, attorney, businessman, diamond consultant, diamond, I think, executive at the Diamond Club, and um, a number of different things. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was just offered a part in a, uh, a film, I guess it was uh, Dracula's Sidekick or something like that, right? His butler, I think, Miss Blue. Wasn't that right? It was, it was. Right? Uh, so, follow me to the, uh, to the dungeon, if you don't yeah. mind. So, I think he's going to be talking about that and some other things. Anyhow, so we're going to talk a little today. We, we've been getting involved in the, the contemporary art market is something that I've been looking into for many, many years. Before uh, the last year or two, I haven't really considered going into it because although I consider myself an expert and an expert appraiser on basically uh, just about every subject matter that I have a, a good sense of, whether it's coins or stamps or jewelry or watches or paintings or art or furniture, Tiffany items, uh, glass rugs, uh, sculpture, whatever it may be. I mean, basically, I like to say anything but real estate. I've learned enough to, I believe, give accurate information, evaluations, and appraisals, and research on all those subject matters. However, the one area that I've never been able to master was contemporary art, and that's a specialty on its own. And, um, I mean, art is a specialty on its own, but we've learned how to do that in a pretty fairly efficient and quick manner to authenticate and to appraise. Again, I use all my more than senses, but my knowledge that I've accumulated and experience over the many, many years, and I feel that I'm able to ask the right questions to be able to figure things out. Um, so we are going to talk a little about contemporary art. I think it's uh, a subject that's in the news today. You have contemporary artists that have some of their paintings have now been selling for over 100, not dollars, 100 million dollars, okay? You know, we were offered recently a number of Peter Max uh, paintings, a number of Leroy Neiman paintings, and a number of Jean-Michel Jean -Michel Basquiat paintings and drawings. So um, as we've entered into the market, we have been offered more and more of these items, and we are buying more and more for ourselves and for clients. So uh, we're going to be giving you some additional information about these items. Again, if you have any collectibles, you have any unique items, uh, we just heard a story of a... Um, uh, Jackson Pollock, a Jackson Pollock self-portrait that was offered to us the other day for, I think it was $5 million. So we are in the process of evaluating and authenticating that. We were just offered through, again, people call us and offer us these things all the time. We were uh, just offered last week a group of a number of, I think it was eight original 
I think they were pastel drawings from the famed artist Leroy Neiman. They are basically like horse-raising objects. Uh, they were done for a, uh, a very uh, famous restaurateur out in Long Island. Uh, you'll verify, I think it was Jackson Pollock, yeah, Jackson. right? So it was self-portrait. So we were in, we were offered all these things within uh, the last uh, couple of days. So we want to just discuss a little background about these artists as we are getting more involved in contemporary art. So if you guys have any contemporary art you have questions uh, questions about or you want to sell or appraise, please let us know. So let's talk about first. Let's talk about Leroy Neiman. Okay. So. Leroy Neiman, very interesting enough, he grew up in my hometown uh, where I was born in uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I think he was born uh, probably, I think, in the early, uh, about 1920, 21, I believe. And he came from a uh, tough childhood with his uh, parents. I think his uh, mom married his, uh, his uh, I got divorced from his father and married his stepfather, on and on. But anyhow, he became a, uh, he went to the army, he became a very good artist. Uh, in the army. Um, he actually um, moved to New York then, and he actually uh, took classes, Miss um, Blue, right across the street from our gallery here at the, the, Art, Student the Art Student League. Yeah. So that's where he uh, mastered his craft. After that, he got a job, I think, with Hugh Hefner doing some uh, articles and actually pictures and just, uh, of some of the characters in Playboy. That, and then he, um, from there, he did some issues with uh, Sports Illustrated. And um, I remember him, and I think, frankly, this is where he got most of his fame. He used to uh, get the ringside seats for the Muhammad Ali fights, and he would actually draw on the canvases some of his sketches during the fight. Okay, so I think he was known to sketch them there, and I think he also probably from the sketches he did uh, larger hand-painted drawings that sold for a lot of money. He was known, uh, and I think during the uh, 80s and 90s. He was very successful in having these drawings and he made them into lithographs and serographs and different type of printed things were limited productions where he would have a, we have a number of them in the store here. I think we have a um, one signed and made of Joe DiMaggio. He made a number of those. He made some with Sandy Koufax. We have one of his with Koufax. He loved horse racing and polo. And he, so he did a lot of uh, ones on, on, on the jockeys and on the, the, the winners, the horses, the secretariat. I know he did one of those. Um, I think he probably did Seattle Slough, a number of those. I know we had some of uh, the golfers, Sam Sneed, Arnold Palmer, some of the hockey ones. I think we have one of his for the, um, uh, the U.S. beat the Russian Olympics, uh, beat the Russians in the Olympics. The, our young kids did that. So he was known. He had that big uh, handlebar mustache, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, going to be taking just a short break and then we're going to come right back with more information about contemporary art. Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices 
in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Bucciolati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. 212-246-2000. Or toll-free 1-800-772-0054. This is Lee, the appraiser, back for some more information on contemporary art. So uh, we're going to be discussing a couple things. We were just talking about Leroy Neiman, about his work, which was mostly sports-related, and that we're getting some very beautiful paintings and drawings of uh, the horses and the sports uh, celebrities that he's done over the years. There was another artist, so if you have any of his, please, you want to praise, please reach out to us. Um, next, we're going to be talking about Peter Max. Now, he's a different uh, character. He actually, I think he was born about 19, right before the World War II, I think about in the 1930s, about 1937. When he was born, he was uh, basically born to a German uh, parents uh, in Berlin. He had a Jewish upbringing. Um, and then his family traveled, I think, to uh, Shanghai and to uh, a couple other different countries. I think he stopped off in Paris and um, started drawing there. They went to Israel for a little bit, I believe. Um, and then he came here to Brooklyn, New York, in Bensonhurst. And he studied here in the uh, Lafayette High School, etc. And he is known very similarly to uh, Leroy Neiman that they loved various colors. They love sketching. You'll see a lot of, I remember him as a kid, he was picked to do the uh, phone book here, in the Verizon phone book, probably about 1980 or so. Um, he did, I think, a very famous thing on the World's Fair. He had his own studio here. He actually, uh, one of his assistants came to our gallery a number of years ago and asked us to go to his gallery and pick out some of his work. He was uh, a very, very shrewd businessman. The story is that I heard that he would never, ever, ever pay for dinner here in New York, even when he went out with friends. And he would take them out to dinner, he would go there, and then at the end of the meal, the bill would be $1,000. He would convince the owner, how about I give you a sketch? And he would draw a sketch of the owner, a sketch of the restaurant, et cetera, et cetera. So um, he was well before our, you know, giving a shout out on Instagram. He was like the numero uno in uh, doing that. So they, and he also, I read some very cool stories about him where he would actually get the list of the Forbes 500 uh, richest people and he would draw them. And then he would invite them to an event to um, to buy their own pictures that he drew, and he felt he figured it was worth the effort, as most of the people would end up buying them. So he was a very shrewd businessman. Right now, I believe um, he's quite ill. There's been uh, issues. He's it's been in the paper um, himself, his his wife, his sons. Uh, there's a lot of issues going on over there. They're all, you know, unfortunately, as somebody gets older and they're very successful and has a lot of money and has a lot of items there, they fight for it. And there's some fighting going on about his, uh, you know, his ownership and everything like that. It's actually, by the way, if, if I didn't, uh, he's actually, you know, I said he was Jewish. So his actual name was uh, Peter Max Finkelstein. So I guess he dropped the Finkelstein and, uh, instead of the Max. But anyhow, so uh, interesting enough, all these guys have like big ma uh, mustaches. I don't know what that means, but anyhow, so he was known for big colors. He would do things that was called mixed media. That means he would take an item, maybe do a, uh, a print of a certain drawing. He'd make the print, and then he would 
take a brush and the paint and touch up the print, and that would be called sort of a, an original mixed media that he typed, he touched a little, and et cetera, et cetera. Now those are worth certainly more than the original prints or total lithographs, but they are less than an original complete hand-painted painting, so it's somewhere in the middle there. But his work is now steadily uh, appreciating as to the fact that he's quite ill and is probably not going to paint anything again. All right, so again, if you have any unusual items of his, please let us know. We have a strong interest in following in his items. And of course, the other uh, artist that we're going to talk about just for a few minutes is Jean-Michel Basquiat. He's uh, the young Frenchman who uh, started, I guess he was born probably in the uh, 60s or so, and he died at, uh, I think, 27, 28 years old of a heroin overdose. Uh, we've met a couple of his colleagues uh, who started working, actually, were their partners. Uh, Al Diaz is one. Um, we've done a, a fair amount of research in his background and his history. As we, about, I guess, two years ago now, we were offered a very unusual drawing of his. Uh, it was a, a nude woman figure on the subway system here in New York, and it was signed by him. I think it was called Subway Rider. Um, and I, so I, my interesting story was that this was, of course, the first one we ever handled, and I sent the information and offered it to a couple of the people that I've known for a long time in the art world. And interesting enough, nobody would buy it um, and they never, no one said it was not good or not genuine or not authentic. They just wouldn't buy it. And the response was pretty much the same, that uh, we don't handle it, don't know it looks okay, but we don't, it's not what he normally handles, but we don't handle it because the only items today that we would sell officially are items that have been uh, authenticated through the original Jean-Michel Basquiat Foundation. And that foundation, which was started by about six, I guess, of the world's greatest experts at that time, uh, I don't remember the names off the top of my head, but it included um, you know, one woman scholar, several men scholars, um, dealers, these are people that discovered Basquiat, dealers that handled his work for many years, uh, students that studied his work, uh, people that did his exhibitions, people that were his friends, that, uh, one or two friends that knew him for many, many years. And then, of course, I think his uh, two, um, I think his father and his two sisters. And they were the, um, the members of the foundation, and they would pass judgment and authenticate his work when it came to them. Um, however, they disbanded the foundation I think, I'm guessing, I think it was somewhere about 2012. And the reason I was told was because they had several prominent collectors, or one in particular, that gave them a piece that they didn't authenticate and they were being sued. So at the same time, a number of the different foundations, including, I'm trying to remember which others, but there were, I think the Andy Warhol as well. A number of the foundations closed. Based on that, they didn't want to get into any uh, involvement in litigation, and they closed their doors. So the art world, basically, especially with Basquiat, has taken the, and also um, uh, Jackson Pollock, which uh, we've starting to uh, research, they've taken the, the position that unless those foundations had authenticated it, or unless they have rock, rock, rock solid provenance and, and proof that it was his work, they will not sell it. So we felt and feel 
that there is a room for a group of authenticators or experts to authenticate some of this work, and we are working on that to see if we can get that done. We're going to take another short break and we'll be right back. Do you have a car that you may want to sell for the highest immediate cash price with the absolute best and most convenient service available? APR 57 is New York City's leading buyer of all collectibles of art, jewelry, watches, antiques, as well as used or vintage cars. If you have any used or pre-owned cars that you want to sell immediately for the highest cash prices and be treated like the valued client you are, call or text us at 212-246-2000. Be sure to bring your vehicle to our new 4,000 square foot gallery on the corner of Broadway and 57th Street for our final inspection and a verified high cash offer and payment. So call or text us today at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Remember, APR 57 is the go-to place for getting the highest cash price for your valuables such as rare watches, diamonds, gold jewelry, gold and silver coins, sterling flatware, Tiffany items, stamp collections, sports cards, memorabilia, fine art, Judaica, as well as used cars in any condition. So drive in or stop by West 57th Broadway to get the highest and fairest cash offer on the spot. Free snacks and drinks while you wait. This is Lee the Appraiser for another segment of Amazing Appraising. We are talking about the very exciting commercial out, out commercial, uh, very exciting commercial art market here in the center of the world here in New York City. So we wanted to get into the uh, contemporary art market, and that is what we are doing. So please, everyone there, uh, we're getting a lot of response calls and texts and emails about all the other collectibles we have and you have and want to have appraised. So please, if you have anything in contemporary art that you wish to have sell or appraised, please contact us immediately um, and let us know what you have. Uh, you can send us pictures and, or meet us in our gallery by appointment, and we're happy to discuss it with you. Um, and also, we've purchased a lot of items from people that don't have them themselves, but they have friends and relatives and clients and people they know that may be sitting on a very expensive item and they have referred them to us and we paid substantial finder's fees. So if you know of anyone that has anything unusual in collectibles, sports memorabilia, paintings, artwork, especially contemporary art, let us know. You could be in for a very, very pleasant surprise and a very, very substantial payment finder's fee check from us, okay? So we just gave one out somebody last week for $5,500, and he was surprised because he didn't even know the person contacted us. He mentioned it to them in uh, just a small conversation. They actually called us, and uh, we bought it, and he, they said that we ask everybody how they hear about us, and they said through this gentleman, and we called him up and gave him a large finder's fee check for $5,500. So if you have anybody that you know of uh, that has any of these, whether they're grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-great-grandparents, uncles, aunts, friends, colleagues, what we were just offered, somebody called us up uh, about, he was at a Rolling Stones concert in 1978. Like, this was a story, Miss Blue, that just happened last night. He gave us a call, and he was in a concert, and in order to see the concert, he climbed up a, like this huge pole, like a, uh, it was like, it was in the lights in one of the stadiums or something. It was like 40, 50 feet in the air, and the police were trying to get him down, and were going to arrest him. So he made a deal. The, the, they wanted to go ahead with the concert. They didn't want him up there. So they brought the band down. They told him, you come down. We will let you, 
Watch the concert behind stage, backstage, and we will get you something autographed by all the group. So he actually had a banner there. I'm t oh, you know, now it's coming back to me. Yes, that was a long time ago. It was last night he told me. So he was saying that this guy was in the Army, and he had his sheet from his cot, in, uh, from the cot over there, and he took the sheet, and he, uh, he um, it was, I, I guess it was, he had a banner there with the Rolling Stones uh, thing, like, you know, that, he was congratulating them or something like that. And he took that banner. He had them all signed. And he wanted to know what we would pay for that banner signed by the Rolling Stones. So uh, he's going to hopefully call us and bring it in shortly. And then we will let everyone know what a sheet that was a banner that was signed by the Rolling Stones that was used as a negotiating bargaining tool to get this guy down from this very, very high uh, pole that he was on would be worth. Wow, that's going to probably be, could be the, you know, we're going to see pictures shortly that could be the largest signatures ever recorded of the Rolling Stones. I mean, if they signed it, you know, what is it? What does it say? Like, you know, one foot equals one foot. I don't know. We'll see what that means. I don't know. But if they signed it in proportion to the uh, piece, it'll be very, very large. Anyhow, so everyone remember, please, if you have anything unusual in collectibles, contemporary art, older art, newer art, sports memorabilia, let us know what it is. The more unique, the better. The more unusual, the better. And it doesn't have to be what you think is valuable. It's what I think is valuable and what the market thinks is valuable. We pay you based on what we think, not what you think. Okay? So don't think too much. Just give us a call, text us, and we'll be happy to help you in any way, shape, or form. We'll be right back with our special uh, co-host, Mr. Abe, who's going to be talking about some of his personal stories and other issues of his life. Thank you. Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin, mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sports and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Brigitte, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as car. 